The following is a paid commercial advertisement for Bancorp Insurance. The views and opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management at Horizon Broadcasting Group. Now it's time for Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Drones are cool. They can get that scenic shot of the mountains and the river or make that wedding video just perfect. Whether you use a drone as a hobby or for your business, most people do not realize that their homeowners or maybe their business insurance policy might not cover their new drone. You are listening to Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasser, the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance, located in beautiful Central Oregon. We're a locally owned insurance agency helping answer all of your burning insurance questions. So drones are really cool, and they're becoming oh, yeah. more and more popular. Oh yeah, they're all over. They are technically referred to as an unmanned aerial vehicle or an aerial system. Um, they're an aircraft. They are, and as such, most insurance companies don't want to insure them and your homeowner's policy more than likely does not cover any liability or physical damage that you might cause with a drone. And you're thinking, what kind of damage could I cause with a drone? Oh, it, yeah. It, you know, you could get it stuck in someone's hair. It could be property damage. You could injure somebody. Someone might get really pissed at you if you were flying over their backyard and inter- interrupting their privacy. If you have a video camera on the drone and you're videoing something that maybe was none of your business. Yeah. And what happens in people's backyards is really should be none of your business. <laughs> so that that's not covered either. <laughs> And I think that is like a tricky topic on the drones. Your homeowner's insurance isn't going to cover this. Right. So there's just like most things, just like a vehicle, like an automobile, there are two things that you can do with a drone. One is you can injure someone bodily or cause property damage. There's a case where um, someone flew their drone into a power pole, shorted out the power, the transformer blew up, and... uh, And the whole neighborhood went dark. The whole neighborhood went dark. And yeah, that's... And who's going to pay for that? Well, when the electric company gets out there and finds a drone, you know, fried on there. It has your, your name sticker on it. has your name sticker on it. and uh, Or they find the serial number on it and trace it back through the manufacturer. You could be liable. And it could, be, it could cost thousands. So you need to be aware of that. The second thing that you can do with a drone is you can cause bodily injury, which it might be just you and your buddies sitting around flying the drone and you bring it back into land and the wind catches it. The next thing you know, those propellers are, you know, wrapped up in someone's hair, cutting their face. You know, anything, anything like that can happen and has. A lot of the insurance that's available for the drones too are sold through the manufacturers. So when you're buying it, we recommend that you definitely look into that uh, so that you can you can purchase at least, that. At least uh, if you do have an accident that doesn't injure anybody, maybe just the drone, which does happen, mm-hmm. um, you can at least get those parts replaced and continue right. your hobby. Right. The, I think the one that we hear about more often, though, is drones on the business side. Right. Like roofers using drones so that they don't have to climb on the roof and see how bad it is. Oh, and realtors doing um oh, draw, aerial footage uh, uh, of the homes home, they're selling LA. oh yeah oh. that that's real popular and so you and have photographers and, and videographers use it all the time to get those special shots for the weddings or the commercials yep and this brings up a, a another issue most homeowners are spending uh, between 200 and 500 dollars for a drone they're not real expensive all of a sudden we step into the commercial side and the next thing you know that drone might cost Five, ten, twenty thousand dollars, and then we have to talk about not only the liability, but we have to talk about the insurance on the drone itself. 
when it comes to commercial, some companies are actually beginning to offer coverage. And that's something you just have to ask your insurance agent about and they can add it on? Correct. Um, if they can't be added on, then a separate policy needs to be needs to be purchased. And it covers, the policy would cover the, and of course we're talking aerial here, so. Um, and again, it is an they, aircraft. Cra- it is an aircraft, so we wouldn't call it, we would call it hull insurance. Just like, um, just like they call airplanes when they, when we're insuring like your your business jet or your your small private plane, you're insuring the hull. And so you buy the hull insurance to cover the the equipment. And like I said, a $20,000 drone is not unusual because the photography equipment on these things is phenomenal. And they can go up and they can stay up for a really long time and uh, they can be used for, for any number of things. So you need to talk about the hull and we need to talk about the liability insurance for the, in the event that you... Um, that you injure somebody with the um, with the machine. A couple other things that we can talk about for drones um, is some of the questions that you can ask when you're purchasing drone insurance. Yep. The first thing you wanted to ask is um, what are the limits? Uh, how much really, is it going to cover? Yeah. How much is it going to cover? Then the next thing you're going to want to talk. Is there a deductible? Yeah. Like, do yeah. I have to pay something yeah, before you, the insurance coverage yeah, if kicks you, in? If you crash it, most most physical damage insurance on like hulls and other equipment will have a deductible. So that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, they're saying be, if you scratch it a little bit, just yeah, yeah, fix that, and fix then we'll, we'll do it when you really crash it. Um, do you provide coverage outside of the country? Well, people drag these things around. I mean, you can go to Canada pretty it, easy. It, yep. Uh, does the coverage um, cover the property while in transit? Most of the time, it does because it's written on what would essentially be an inland marine form, which is a a coverage anywhere it is. But you need to ask the question. Some forms might not have that. They might only have it when it's in the air flying. Uh, do you provide coverage uh, for additional units if you pick up a new one? and or Can you just add it to the policy or do you have to have a completely separate, separate policy? policy? And or you buy once. Some policies actually give you, um, you know, 30 days to report a new, um, a new piece of equipment. So that's one of the things you would need to ask. The one of the last ones is, um, do you offer combined um, liability for hull, combined liability and hull insurance? Sometimes one limit covers both the liability for for injury and um, property damage and for the hull. So those are a couple of the things that you need to query your agent about when you're buying it. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about PIP insurance. What is PIP and how does it affect your auto insurance? More insurance talk is on the way on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. This is Insurance Talk on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Now, once again, here are your hosts, Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur. What is PIP on my auto insurance policy? PIP stands for Personal Injury Protection and is mandatory insurance coverage in the state of Oregon. You are listening to Insurance Talk with Rex Lasur and Cherie Martinen, the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance. We are a locally owned insurance agency right here in Central Oregon, answering all your insurance questions and also selling some insurance too. Rex, uh, this is a common question we hear from our customer, customers, like what is 
PIP on my auto insurance and why do I have to pay for it? Right. <laughs> well, the, the short answer is, is PIP is coverage for injury to yourself and anybody else who's in your car. Um, and the reason you have to buy it is because the government says so. <laughs> we don't have a choice. Uh, and I know for the state of Oregon it's mandatory, but maybe if you live in another state, maybe you don't see it. Most, so, most, most states yeah. require personal injury protection on all vehicles that are not commercial and under a certain uh, weight class. So under, say, um, 30,000 GVW. Uh, gross vehicle weight. Everybody, all, all small vehicles need to have uh, personal injury protection. I was like, you're okay if you're not a huge semi. It's correct. Yeah. And, and so on. Um, and everybody in their vehicle is covered by comp. So that's the reason they let larger vehicles, commercial vehicles, get away with not having personal injury protection. And comp just is workers comp. Workers comp. Yeah. Right. I am sorry. I, I've lapsed into insurance ease there. But let's go through it. Um, personal injury protection actually covers because it's a multi-part, multi-part form. It's an extremely important form for when you're dealing with an accident or an injury. So the first part of personal injury protection is medical payments. And this is what most people know it for. So they get into an accident. It's not bad. They end up needing to go to the chiropractor or go to a doctor or and what have you. They have whiplash. They or... have whiplash. All of that kind of stuff is what that's supposed to cover. It'll cover medical, hospital, dental, surgical, the ambulance, all of the medical care that you need from that accident. The minimum limit that the state of Oregon allows us to sell is $15,000. And when you start talking about all of those medical procedures that you just did, $15,000 does not sound like very much. I mean, it is not. One night at the hospital could be $100,000. Yeah, yeah, it can happen that way. Yeah. And so Anybody that does not have um, health insurance besides their um, auto insurance, we recommend maybe buying a higher limit. $15,000 is though the minimum, and probably 95% of the customers we have purchased the, the $15,000 limit. And for 95% of the cases, it's more than adequate. It's just one of those things, if you don't have health insurance, maybe it's something you want to look at buying. And for the medical, does it help with the other person if you get in a two-vehicle accident? No, the medical is going to be for your vehicle. Just you. Yes, okay. you. And also if you hit a pedestrian. The pedestrian will get covered by that. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, we recommend not doing that. Just, just kind of, just just please, please, you know, being an occasional pedestrian, I sincerely appreciate it if you're not run into us. So just, just kind of like good advice from your insurance guy. The next thing that it covers is wage loss. And you're going wage loss from an auto accident. I didn't know I had coverage for that. If you or someone you injure in a car isn't currently employed and disabled because of the accident, for a minimum of 14 days, you can be reimbursed up to 70% of the loss of income from work during that period that you were disabled until the date of the person is able to return to work to their usual occupation. This benefit is subject to a maximum of $3,000 per month. Okay, doesn't sound like a lot, and it's not. And a maximum payment of, of an aggregate of, of up to 52 weeks with a $15,000 coverage limit. So they said $3,000 a month. Uh, that's only five months worth of coverage. So is that in addition to the 15000 from the medical? No, no, it's part of the 15000 Oh, so you could go that real quick with the medical plus any additional cost of... Yeah, if you're disabled for 14 days, you've probably had a pretty good-sized medical bill. And so this limit is an aggregate limit, so meaning that it's 
all together with the medical limit and then the disability is part of that. Yeah, so you might not even be able to see this lost wages from loss of work if you had a really big medical bill. Correct. From your PIP anyway. Yes, correct. So that's one of the things you have to be kind of aware of. So yeah, maybe buying higher limits is, if you don't have health insurance is is a good idea. One of the other things that they have is extra help at home. If you're injured and disabled and can, can't do all of the things that you do at home, PIP does um, help with the hiring of a person until the injured person can reasonably perform those tasks at home. Cleaning, cooking, cooking all of the child things. Care. Child care. All of the things. Actually, there's a separate whole section on child care, and we'll have to get yeah, into that in the, next, in, the, in the next segment. Because that's, that's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Miss New Mom. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And what, the, what PIP will pay is, is they'll make a payment of um, $30 a day and a maximum payment of an aggregate in 52 weeks of $15,000. Again. It's just not a lot. Um, I mean, you'd really want that coverage because that would be great if you were injured to have someone help you at home. But I don't know if you'd ever get there. Yeah, that would be um, that is not a not a lot of coverage. So. And then finding someone to come for thirty dollars a day would also be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even at ten dollars an hour, that's only three hours a day, and you know, you know basically probably help with the laundry and get dinner started. But, but that's about it. So yeah, it's that part of the claim is not something that we see being done very often. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to continue on what personal injury protection does for you and how it helps you with your auto insurance or how it's a part of your auto insurance. Thank you for listening to Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinez and Rex LeSueur. More Insurance Talk is on the way on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. This is Insurance Talk on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com. Now, once again, here are your hosts, Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur. What is PIP on my auto insurance policy? We started talking about this a little bit in our last segment. We went over how PIP handles your medical bills, maybe lost wages from not being able to work, and even a little bit of extra help at home. We're going to continue our talk on personal injury protection and what it does for you on your auto insurance policy. You are listening to Insurance Talk with Rex Lasur and Cherie Martinen. We're the father-daughter team from Bancorp Insurance. We're located in beautiful Central Oregon, and we're here to answer all of your insurance questions. So uh, we're going to jump right back in and start talking about what personal injury protection or PIP on yeah, your auto well, insurance policy covers. Yeah. Yep. We well, we've been through um, medical pills, uh, lost wages, extra help at home. Next part of this is funeral expense. In the event that someone is killed in an auto accident, there is a small limit for funeral expenses and. Sadly, you know, this gets used more than it we would like to see, but there is a $5,000 limit, and that is a per-person benefit. So that would it's sad when that happens, but it is something that is there available. If you're in an accident and, you know, someone or you know someone who is, because obviously that person isn't going to be making their own claim, we need to be talking about... Maybe something that the, the personal injury protection, protection on your auto insurance can help with, can which help might with. be with the funeral cost. Right. One of the things that, you know, bringing this subject up, you know, premature death is never an easy 
topic to, to bring up because it you know brings up all of the all the sadness and all of the you know all of that. People need to think about life insurance, and a lot of people don't. They think it's not going to happen to me, or oh geez, I think I've got some with my employer. That should be enough. Most people don't contemplate the um, the actual financial. Um, uh, turmoil that happens when there's a death of a, um, especially a breadwinner, and the cost of, um, of final expenses. The $5,000 for a, a funeral expense would be your very, very basic um, uh, funeral. Uh, most of the time, the funeral people are excellent at, you know, winding people up and getting them to spend more money than maybe they do. Um, but, you know, that's... And if you've got someone who is very, very, very organized, um, sometimes they pay for their own funeral before uh, you even get there. Before they even get there. Yeah. But life insurance, uh, think about it, you know, especially if you're a breadwinner, if something were to happen to you and you don't have um, uh, some way to provide um, uh, income or money to your to your dependents, then it's a, it's a good idea. And even if you are a caregiver, how would your family be cared for if you were gone? And mm-hmm. how much would that cost? Right. And um, so life insurance is another topic. Uh, we will get into that in more depth at a later segment, but it is something that we need to, that people need to be aware of. The, the next section of uh, personal injury protection that we get to talk about is child care. Yeah, if you get hurt in a in a uh, in an auto accident, there is some money for childcare, not a lot, but it is there, and this this coverage is triggered after the um, injured person um, is a par- who is a parent of a minor children and is required to be hop- hospitalized for a minimum of 24 hours. I mean, you got to be in the hospital for 24 hours before this coverage kicks in. Then the insurance will pay $25 a day. For childcare, would payments to begin after the initial 24-hour hospitalization and made as long as the person who is unable to work until they can go back to work. Um, If the person is unemployed, as long as that person is unable to perform the tasks that are essential to taking care of that child. And I would say $25 just isn't enough if you've ever uh, well, tried to get child care. Well, Mom, how much does your child care cost a, a day? Yeah, $50. <laughs> yeah. Like it'd, be pay, it'd be a pay half of it. It would help. But um, it just wouldn't be the same. Yes. And that would be if you could get in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And get in that quickly because there's, there's typically a waiting list for, for good child care providers. The next step, the downside of that is, is that... Um, there's only a $750 limit. So if you divide 25 into $750, that's 30 days worth of um, childcare. That's not a lot. So this, this coverage that is provided and required by the state of Oregon is not the end all to all of your injuries and issues that you might have regarding a, um, an auto accident. It is good that they have it on there and that it's mandatory. Yeah. And it's mandatory for a reason because of all the good things that it does and mm-hmm. provides. But maybe it's just not enough and you might want to still have a rainy day fund yep. or buy additional insurance. Right. So one of the things you need to be aware of is that this does cover anybody in your car. So family trip, family trip or business uh, trip, trip, maybe um, carpooling. You know, carpooling. Yeah. You know, you sure picking up the kids at school or taking the kids to school and you end up with, you know, six of the neighbor kids in the, in the back of the car and you're into an accident. Yeah. It applies to each and every one of them. So it does provide that coverage. It's a bare minimum um, coverage that you would 
uh, you would provide. There is the options. I mean, there are options when you're buying uh, personal injury protection. You can buy higher limits, and you can actually pick a deductible. Deductibles can be up to $250, which isn't a huge deductible. And you don't save a lot. And we've talked about deductibles in the past. If you're talking to your insurance agent and you say, okay, PIP costs you know, X. If I take a deductible, how much will I save? Typically, it's not worth taking the deductible because you just don't save that much money. So we, we very, very rarely sell a deductible for, um, for PIP. Well, thank you for joining us today on Insurance Talk with Rex Placer and Cherie Martinen. We hope you feel a little bit smarter about what that PIP is on your auto insurance policy and why it's not so bad to pay for it. If you have any questions on today's topic, call us at 1-800-452-6826. If you have any questions about your insurance, you can email us at Bancorp at BancorpInsurance.com. You can also listen to this episode and all the other episodes of Insurance Talk on our website at BancorpInsurance.com or on your favorite podcast streaming service. The preceding was a paid commercial advertisement for Bancorp Insurance. The views and opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management at Horizon Broadcasting Group. Join us again this time next week for Insurance Talk with Cherie Martinen and Rex Lasur on 105.7 KQAK and KQAK.com.